0: Between the Ribs with host Jonathan Morris, fourth-generation farmer. First-hand insight into farming, faith, and family, as only Jonathan can bring Between the Ribs. Between the Ribs on Florida Man Radio.
1: Florida Man Radio, what's cracking, lacking? Oh, Between the Ribs with your boy here. I'm a full-grown man, by the way. Jonathan Morris on 105.5 FM. This is the last week for that old dog we getting an upgrade. we getting jacked up next week on 1031. But for today, we can ride this train. We're the last train on the track. We, we the caboose, ain't we?
2: Oh, my gosh. We sure are. Are
1: there shows tomorrow?
2: Uh, well, don't, not, they, they, it
1: don't matter. I, don't they, I, I love you all, sonny. But if you're not, I'm the caboose. Uh, between the ribs with me in the studio, the very talented. You just heard her voice. I and know. savor, very talented and savor of all abandoned afterbursts. Have the Hippopotamus is in the building.
2: Are you talking about the possum?
1: I'm talking about what I pulled up on. So I just got, <laughs> I, I had a time for a quick shave haircut because I'm going on my Georgia, Alabama, Fort Walton trip tomorrow. Um, and then I, I paid the Cuban detail man um, to the, the clean up the rig, my new truck. So I saw you sitting in the van, and I thought, oh, she likes my truck so much. She's going to sit and just watch me back it in. And,
2: and wait for you?
1: Yeah, I thought we were like I in mean, I got stuff grade. I can do. Well, the stuff you could do was you were holding a butt negged possum in the palm <laughs> of your hand, giving it CPR, and I thought you were going to give it mouth-to-mouth.
2: It's tiny and perfect and wonderful, and I'm going to take it. I've got a girlfriend who's going to meet me after work and rehab it. It's fine.
1: A possum pathanthromist.
2: So, no, really, this is the time of year that people really need to, if you hit a possum or if you see a possum on the side of the road, yes, a dead animal is gross, but pull it off the road. If you're brave enough, the belly of a possum will, you know, it'll have things moving and you can, like, bring the babies out if they haven't crawled out already. More than likely, they would have crawled out.
1: So you run looking for body parts and you pick up possums that have died in birth.
2: Okay. So two, they weren't okay. They had already been born,
1: and and the rest of them got run over by a car, a truck. Two,
2: two of them got run over, and, the, and
1: three of the two of the three you saved have already died.
2: Yeah, I didn't realize they were dead when I picked them up. But oh. um, it's better that I picked them up it than it let is. them get
1: squished. Well, no, you starved a, a bird. A bird could have ate that.
2: No, I mean, no, I put the two dead ones back in the bush.
1: Oh, so you let here. the snake in our bushes eat it? That's fantastic. No, instead, yeah, you're right. Listen, it's a circle of life, Heather. I'm not arguing with you. I'm
2: a good person, Jonathan Morris. You are. You're a great person. Thank you.
1: You're a fantastic person. <laughs> hey, let's do a little shop talk. I've got some stories, guys. I got this is a jam packed show. Uh, so many things wrong with America, but it's I'm focusing on the American way of life. Our our our, our thing here is farm faith family. I added future a while back. And I'm going to ride future because it's important. Our future is important. Yeah. Right. We, we have to have a That's future. All we got. That's all we got. Yeah. The past is behind us. The presence is burning up right now. And we have the future. That's all we had to look forward to. But real quick, let me get some shop stuff out of the way because that is what pays for the show. And your hard earned cash at my shop helps provide that. So thank you. Uh, I got a deal going from now until the end of the show. If you spend one hundred and fifty in cash, we're giving you a free picanha. They're already cry packed. What is that? That's the butt cheek of the cow, the sirloin oh. cap. Yes, yeah, the sirloin cap in, in English in, in Brazilian at a Brazilian steakhouse is called picanha. It is absolutely delicious. It eats like a prime rib. It's just fantastic. It, it's the best thing on the cow. It's my favorite piece on the cow. Okay, I like it better than a tomahawk ribeye. I like it better than the, I like it better than anything else on the cow.
2: Because
1: uh, while there may be seven tomahawks, there's only two butt cheeks. That's right. You know it. <laughs> yes, I am. And I love the butt gap. I mean, the butt cheeks. I'm so sorry. Um, I want to say thank you to everyone for a great week of business. We, you know, everyone who knows last year was a train wreck. We made it, we survived. We've rehitched the wagons, everything's going great. We've been stocked and loaded since Tuesday. Amy's been there. Alina's been there. Kayla, my niece, has been there. All the other kids, Aurora, Julian, Victor, Jesse, Jesse, Jesse James. They've all been around, pulling their weight, doing it. The customers are are excited. And we've had a great week. This is probably the best week we've had in business in 13, 14 months.
2: That's amazing. So I
1: just want to say thank you. And it's not too late to get on the list. Amy and Alyssa are working real hard. And Annabelle right now pulling all the orders. So when I get done today, I can go home, get some sleep. Load up in the morning, and I'm leaving out early. I'm leaving early, so I'm going to be in Georgia. I'm stopping at exit 187, then exit 205, and then I'm going to the Cumberland Mall. Then I'm going out west toward the Six Flags Over Atlanta area, and then I'm going down the corner of Alabama uh, through Dothan into Fort Walton Beach, uh, the uh, Panhandle area, Navarre, you know, Niceville, all that. So, if you want to get an order in and you want to meet your farmer and meet John the boys from Between the Ribs, Heather, you can't ride with me. I'm sorry, Bob. Bob wouldn't, wouldn't like that. I,
2: no, I'm and, fine. You need,
1: and the kids need you, so you got to stay home. Yeah, and I
2: hate car rides. It's not a car
1: ride; it's a rig ride. It's
2: just even this worse. is a new rig.
1: It's all cleaned up. But, anyways, enough about that. Uh, call or text the the, the store four zero seven four zero two five six eight six if you get down to the store or if you call in an order, well, you got to be in cash. Sorry. If you pay me cash in Fort Walton, I'll, I'll let you in on the deal or in Georgia. Spend 150 in cash. Get a free Pecania while they last. I don't know how many more we have. Um, I don't have a good adjective to describe how excited I am about the outturn this past week. I just want to say thank you. It, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, on this, we, we have a big open fire pit now. So, I got the smoker in the back, the smoker's working, the roaster's working, and we're bringing everything up front. And I took a 7x12 trailer and converted it into an overfire pit. That's right. Yes. I got. So, Victor and Julian are up front. We've got picanha, we've got beef ribs, we've got brisket, we've got pulled pork, or you can buy it in a chunk off of a pork shoulder. we got smoked sausage, hot Italian, mild Italian, hot country. We've got baby back ribs. And last but not least, we're now doing whole chickens. To get a fully roasted whole chicken. You're Until, really
2: better than the entire grocery store.
1: I know I is. Like you've yes. got
2: everything except cereal. And I, I bet you've got like oats and apples and stuff. So like we you have could,
1: apples. I don't have any oats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get them while they last. And then don't forget uh, another thank you. Y'all guys are phenomenal. Y'all are the best audience in the world. You're the best people in the world. Half cow auction at gmail.com. Yes, We're raising money for Choices Women's Clinic, and they're a place that saves babies. They educate women, they educate men, they offer support, and they don't do abortions. They save lives. So unlike Heather running around with no budget picking up dead possums or half-dead I possums... I
2: saved a life. You
1: saved a life. We, we'll do We'll do something <laughs> for you. Uh, the bidding is north of 2200 Now, it's a closed bid, a quiet, silent bid, right? Right. It's a silent bid, so when you bid... You can't see other bids, but I'm gonna just drop a line that is north of 2,200. If you place a bid, Heather will email you if you're in, out, low, high, and then you have the opportunity to bid again. Bidding will be ended on the like. i will probably 20, get into,
2: uh, we've got 49 days, 48 days. But do we want to go
1: until the 20th, or do we want to do it a day or two before so I can have the money collected and write that. her a check? So we may we may stop the auction around the 15th or 16th. We'll let you know when that happens, guys. Our goal. So we auctioned off a tomahawk last week. We're gonna auction off something today. I'm gonna auction off some dry aged porterhouse today. All
2: right. What he said. I'm gonna translate for you. Dry aged porterhouse.
1: Yes. Yeah, so should I auction off one or two? Let's do a two pack.
2: Go for it.
1: Bidding starts at sixty dollars.
2: Now, how big are these? How much do they weigh? Oh, like, they
1: weigh like two pounds a piece. So that's like four
2: pounds of steak. Yeah, they
1: sell for twenty eight dollars a pound. So each steak is fifty five dollars. Okay. So basically, you're going to pay for one. Well, no matter. You're, you're, you're auctioning. All the money goes to Choices Women's Clinic. All right. It's like My, a
2: bonus auction for them.
1: Yeah. So nice. My goal is to raise our goal, guys. I made, I made an executive decision for the family here, for all of us. I decided we want to raise $7,000. That's the number. Between the half cow, the weekly auctions, we're putting a busket up at the shop. A what? A basket, like basket? A, a well, a jar. It, between a basket and a bucket is a bucket.
2: Okay.
1: All sure. right. Um, and we're gonna have it sealed, where no one can get into it. You can drop checks, make them out the women, make them out the Choices Women's Clinic, um, or well, you can drop they, cash. Yeah. I was
2: gonna say, even if they made the check out to you guys, y'all. Uh, were I
1: wasn't gonna open the did. bucket. Uh-oh. I was gonna hand Vicky the sealed bucket and say, I don't know what's in it. Here's your bucket. <laughs>
2: I hope it's 7,000, but sorry it's 70.
1: (laughs) Well, between the bucket and, you know what I mean? Between the bucket and the half cow and the Saturdays, 7,000 is my goal. If we do 10 or 20 or 6, whatever, I'm sure they'll be thankful for whatever we get. So we're going to have an opportunity for that. And then also, on the 20th, if you go to the walk or you write a check for somebody and sponsor somebody that's walking, or if you've been in any of my auctions, or if you made a donation... Because I'm going to make a list, so everybody that donates, I want to take. I want your name. I'm going to translate
2: that. Heather's going to make a list.
1: <laughs> Heather's going to make a list of everybody that participates, and we're going to present that to Vicky. And here's why: the Democrats and the crazy liberal left. I heard Don Miller, or who was it, Jesse Kelly? No, I heard somebody. Oh, I think it was Dan Bongino. About they're so great at protesting mm-hmm. that they only show the media of you know the Black Lives Matter or Antifa or whatever. And it, it makes you think that the whole country thinks that way. When really they show you 5,000 people in a city block, but they don't show you the 100,000 that are at home voting for Trump or at home praying. The fact
2: that Trump got all those places already just blows my mind because, right. like, where are these people? They're not in my grocery store, they're not at my school pickup. Like, they're not where either. are these
1: people? Well, Dan Bongino said it best they take the media. And the cameraman, and I'm sure your bo- your husband can tell you angles. I almost said his name. Sorry. We don't want to get him killed. Larry, her husband Larry, uh, Mr. Hippopotamus. Um, I'm sure even in a normal news media story, they have an angle they want to get, and they get that angle on that shot, all right? So they'll go into an area, and they angle that area, and the and the newscaster is only talking about what he was already given. It's not breaking news. He was already told. What he's going to talk about, you know, a.k.a. the building's not burning and it's mostly peaceful as the flames are like just off his shoulder. Uh, And that's an older story. But anyways, so I think it's important that we, the people on this side, on the conservative, Christian, Republican, good moral standing side, start being counted. So. I I want a list of everybody's name that contributes, and I want to present that to Vicki so when she goes before county meetings and budgets and Tallahassee and Washington, we can say that we, the people, we don't want forced abortions. We don't want Planned Parenthood. Now, look, I'm not getting in your business. Your private business is your private business. But as a taxpayer, I don't want money from my taxes going to support a place like Planned Parenthood that is only there to reduce the black population. And if you don't believe that, go back and do your history. Read your history book. It was started with the KKK and white supremacy. Planned Parenthood is a is one of the most racist, white supremacist-based organizations on planet Earth. But yet, because they manipulate it for their liberal agenda, it's okay. White supremacy only matters when it works for them. Damn. Did I say that? Yeah. Oh, man. Um. So anyways, let's get behind pro-life. Let's get behind choices, but choices to be educated and informed and raise the next generation. All right, where do we start? Problem after problem after problem.
2: Open mics are open. Download the app. Hit the microphone at the bottom. You can leave a 30-second comment. Chime in. Tell us what's going on. Tell us why you haven't bid yet on the half cow.
1: Yeah, so let me know how you feel about some of the stuff because I'm going to talk about your pocket today. I'm going to go into your pocket. I'm going to go into your bedroom, your closet. I'm going to be in your house. i want to sit down at the dining room table with you. If you're on the back porch drinking a beer, make me a glass of iced tea. This is the type of conversation I want to have today. All right? Because I really want to know that I'm not crazy. <laughs> well, Farm, faith, family, and future. I'm going to let the experts keep you filled in on the hard political stuff. I want to talk about life in capital letters. Local, hometown life. How much money, and Heather, you can answer for the audience or somebody can call in 321-339-1055 or download download the app and do a mic. Uh, How much money are you actually spending on your life compared to how great this administration's propaganda machine is telling you you're spending? That's a deep question. That's a big question. So you go to the grocery store or you come to Organic Meats because my price, hey, I just had to raise prices on half cow, whole cows. I did. I haven't raised in five years. But I just can't. My cryopack bag, the clear plastic bag that I put the meat in.
2: Those aren't cheap.
1: They went from 80, so they, they used to be 49 cents, then they went to like 80-something cent. They're at $1.37 a bag now. A okay, bag.
2: That's stupid. And we
1: probably use, oh, I don't even know how many we use in a cow. We it, got one it,
2: of those uh, food savers, right? which is the same thing, basically, yes. for our wedding. And we couldn't afford, like, buying the bags afterwards, <laughs> so we still have a roll of bags because I didn't want to get used to it because I wasn't going to be able to, like,
1: bring Right, the no, you're right. So they sell you something. And then you can't, you, you can't buy the material it takes to operate it. It's like what is that car? They had they had a car heard on the news, a hydrogen car or something. Oh, yeah. But no one has hydrogen stations. Right. There's so it's like, in the nation. it's like here's a hydrogen car. Oh, but uh, it's just going to sit in your yard because you, you have nowhere to fill it up at. It, 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 it's, stu- it's stupidity at its highest level. Food prices. All right, the outlook of food prices. Food prices at home. Food prices in the grocery store. A home, away, abroad, restaurants—no matter what they tell you, there's been a, there's an expected increase of 2.9% in 2024. Now, 2.9% doesn't sound like a big deal, but it was it was only supposed to be a 1.3% increase, so they were wrong by double. Wrong by double. I'd be like, hey, can I get that steak? Yeah, it's 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 I think it's a forty dollar steak. You get up to the register and Vic's like, yeah, it's eighty bucks. Florida Man Radio, Jonathan Morris. I'll be right back. Getting you back between the ribs with
0: Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. how far that
2: highway goes, an road get you
0: home. Come on. Double, double,
1: double, double. Double, double down. Double down. Double, 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 double Dutch. Double down. Double the forecast. F you, grits and gravy. The food prices were uh, projected to go up, obviously, We all know that. We're not fools. But they were wrong by double. Not a big deal, right? You'll be all right. Um, They're projected to go up, though, another 1.6% toward the end of 2024, which we are rapidly getting close to, the halfway point. So when you do 2.9 and 1.6, that's 4.5% increase instead of a 1.3% increase. Those are significant numbers. Now,
2: Thankfully, you don't have to pay it all at once. Like, you know, we're not going to the grocery store for the entire year all at once and have to pay that $2,000
1: extra. That's a very Democratic thing for you to say. Honey. I'm
2: just, I'm just really you. glad that I don't have to. No, I get it. You know, I mean, I don't feel it as much when it's $4 on 100
1: Yes, I understand. We got a text I want you to read real quick. Because this relates to everything, not just food prices. Uh, read that text for me.
2: I had to raise the rent on my house that I rent out, unfortunately, because I'm being priced out. The rent had been the same for the past twelve years, till this year I couldn't afford it anymore, and that's just the taxes and insurance costs that got me
1: so he's I, not being he's not being yeah. priced out from his bank or an investor or a Venezuelan that moved in next door and bought up all the property. He's being priced out because of his cost of goods, which is insurance and taxes. oh yeah, that are going up, see you know cost of goods for me are bags and and hay and, and, and trucks and tires and, and stores, cost of goods for the real estate people are taxes, um, appraisals. Which is ridiculous
2: because you're not talking homestead. You don't get like, some sort of exemption for them. Well, I didn't you've know. to do the whole um, insurance on them because now you have people there.
1: Yeah, I found this out the other day. And somebody quote fix me if I'm wrong, but I found this out the other day. Let's say you live in a house, you built the house, or you bought it a long time ago, and the house was always appraised at 200000 and then four houses on your block sell, and because of this inflated market and because of BlackRock, and you think people are bidding single family, but it's actually an investment group, and it's a buyer that looks like a dad raising a family, but he represents an investment group, and they're buying up neighborhood homes. Right. All right. And let's say these homes that are two hundred thousand dollars homes start selling for four, four and a quarter.
2: Right. Then that you get a letter. Then happening. you
1: get a letter in the mail saying that the comparable pricing in your neighborhood has gone up, they reevaluate your house, they send you a new appraisal, and you have to pay the tax difference. I don't know if, if, you, if it only goes once you sell your home. I don't know that part about a real estate guy. But I was, I was, there was somebody in my shop talking about how his taxes went up because they built three homes around him and it caused his property value to go up. And he didn't, he's like, I don't want my property value to go up. It's my property, I'm not selling it. But his property value went up and his tax burden went up. I don't know. I don't know how the details work. Somebody fill me in. Call the show 321-339-1055. But hey.
2: And he says that's exactly how his taxes went up. Anyway.
1: Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, perfect. All right. Thank you. Hey, but listen, this return to the upward tick of inflation. It was after the brief fall. Do you remember the brief fall? No, no. no. I okay. Don't. I think it was December when Joe Biden gave a speech telling us how much more money we all were going to keep in our pocket since he took over from Trump. You know, big bad Trump, remember? So Biden was trying to tell us, no matter what the numbers say, do we have the audio of this? Because he was saying something like we are going to keep a $1,000 or something. Play that for me. Wages for working families have gone up while inflation has come down 65% giving families a little more money in their pockets and a little more breathing room for this holiday season. But we know the prices are still too high for too many things, that times are still too tough for too many families. But we made progress, but we have more work to do. Let me be clear. To any corporation that's not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, even as supply chains have been rebuilt, it's time to stop the price gouging. Giving the American consumer a break, he's blaming the corporation. He's planting the seed, the hateful seed of capitalism, onto his audience, onto his base. You hear these nut jobs drinking a gelato from Starbucks, driving an Audi, wearing name brand shoes, but on their iPhone, but they hate capitalism, and they hate they hate business, right? But they they just hate the business that doesn't support their way of life, he said. He said it now. This is back in December. He said inflation is down sixty five percent. Where did he get that number from? And I'm, that was the old audio. I understand that it inflation has gone up. Yeah, right? I don't,
2: I don't, I don't think that's how inflation works. Like I think if if it goes up, there's no way it's coming down that much. Because he know, I mean, the world knows people will spend that much <laughs> right. to get it. Like,
1: yes. Well, here's the deal. In all the stories, no matter if you look on either side of the, liberal, of the media, liberal or conservative or whatever, any printed news story, you see numbers 1.3, 2.9, 4.6, 6.9. There's never, so, so if it's only going up one and two and three percentages at a time, how in God's green earth is it coming down 65% just because he said so? And we all know it's a lie. Listen, I'm preaching to the choir, right? We all know it's a lie. But this is what you need to understand. Despite these forecasts, all right, they're saying, now Now this is a, a media spin they always add. Just like last week, you know, we had that one story where, oh, well, they don't believe in vaccines, so we don't know if they're a credible uh, outlet, right? They always had to add this spin to their story. Despite the forecast for 2024, this is expected to be less than the 20-year average. Uh, but however, dining out and eating abroad is quite higher than the five year average that we just went through. And some of those years were under Trump. Now, here we go. You ready this? However, the latter of this year will see the highest rises in inflation over 40 years. That's what they put at the bottom of the story, at the bottom of the print. In the end of 2024, we're going to see rate rises higher than the 40-year average. You know the motto of my show, without vision, my people perish. All I can do is give you sight. Do you see that at the bottom? Yeah,
2: no, I, I definitely see that. I don't see where we've ever come down 40% or so. We haven't. Different. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm baffling.
1: It, it, it's crazy. Like, a word salad to me is not the right way to say that. It's more, more of vomiting words. They vomit out words. And they hope it sticks on you and you look down and you're like, oh, look, vomit. That's not that bad. I'll just leave it. Oh, I'm getting used to that smell of vomit on me. They vomit stuff onto you and they hope it sticks and you forget to wash it off. And you carry around their vomit and you spew it on the other people. And when I say you, I'm not necessarily talking about our our, our audience. I'm talking about the 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 crazy people out there that are running around Compiling and conspiring against Donald Trump and anybody else that's on the Christian conservative side of life telling us we're a bunch of nut jobs that we got more money now we're doing better now life's greater now and with the military strong now the world's on a, on a more organized when you got a threat of war everywhere you've got economic breakdown all over the globe but yet they get on the microphone time after time after time again and tell us how great everything is and what a great job they're doing and how much more money we got in our pockets when in reality we're spending almost double what we should on things that we need. You know, how much is baseball now?
2: Uh, um, at least $2,000 a season
1: you know Which
2: cr- makes me think that like, when we do, when they go long on practices, I'm like, it's okay. It's okay, go <laughs> long, keep my kid an extra hour because that I am money. paying so <laughs> much for this.
1: <laughs> Make that cost average come way down. Oh. Yeah, it's embarrassing for him. He sent out this big old group text, but Julian's basketball coach has to get practice money down. Yeah. So he used to pay for a season and be like, hey, it's $500. that's
2: high school, right?
1: No, this is uh, AAU. Okay. He does high school. Well, he's, he's still in middle school, but he does AAU basketball. And part of the payment you play, paid, 500 700 whatever the season was, for basketball, and unless they traveled, then it got a little more if you traveled. Right. It was just it's a price. Nice. And part of that was the gym during the week to practice on because mm-hmm. they always play in a different gym. Right. He still out a text not the, the price to be on the team and to get the jersey and, and to be on the roster and, and for the competitions does not include practice time.
2: And, you know, even with cheer, sometimes when we needed to get more practices in to right. find a gym, we all had to pony up 20 or 25 bucks.
1: Yeah, it's, and, and he, he's doing half, it's 20. So he's asking the parents that can do 20 to please do 20. But for the rest of them, he's coming out of his pocket. All right, he has a normal job. He just coaches because he loves to coach. It's $10 a kid. There's three teams, there's nine kids on each team. And it's $10 a kid to have a two hour practice three days a week. It's $10 each practice. It's not like $10 for the week. So right. we are, we pay $30 a week on top of the AAU fee when Julius, he's in middle school now. So. How many
2: hours is that? That's not just three hours, right? That's like probably six.
1: No, eight, the practices hour? are an hour and a half each time okay. So it's it's $10 for an hour and a half. But coach is paying the other 10. Right. So we actually give a little more because we can and we we want to help out. And, you know, we, we we don't want coach going broke. We want coach to be there. Right. You know, um, but there's problems. There's reasons there's cause and effect, right? There's a story out, and it's kind of another battle between right versus left, good versus bad, or good versus evil, right versus wrong. And it goes back to policies from this administration, and it goes back to the underlying destruction of America. And if you can't see that, it's like taking a horse to water and he don't drink. He's going to die of thirst. He's going to thirst to death. That's a country saying. You ever thirst to death? Nope. You don't want to thirst to death. Your ribs start sucking in. And then you fall down and die because you ain't got no potassium. And and your your brain don't float no more because you ain't got no fluid. It's a bad way to die. I heard. I ain't never done it, but I heard. There's a story out about we need a safety net that works, not just throwing more vomit against the wall.
2: You gotta stop saying that. That's just gross. Nobody wants. to hear You picked that.
1: up a naked possum, not a hair I on his body. I picked
2: up a tiny baby. That's nothing like vomit. It
1: had bald skin. I thought it was a mole rat. Looked like a naked mole rat. <laughs> Get your bid in halfcowauction at gmail dot com. Help Vicky save a life. Get your bid in uh dot Mole rat. <laughs> save, I'm gonna throw something. Save at a you. possum. <laughs> <laughs> so, forecast, right? Future, the show I told you was future. So, forecast, future, it goes together. I hope I don't bore you. I don't think I will. This is very, very, very important to your life. We have a Republican center that are fighting for American farmers. And then we have a Democrat senator and congressman who are like, ah, F the farmer. Farmers are saying we need resources at work. They had a bill out. Because there is a forecast for the second year in a row of falling crop income. Basically, what that means is farmers are going broke. And I'm not talking about, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's rough for all of us. The small 40-acre guy or the truck patch guy or the, hey, I got a garden in my backyard and I can't get nothing to grow guy. But I'm talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of farms. Places out west that no matter how you feel about corn and soy and beans and oats You live in a crazy world. Without those products, 90% of the stuff in the grocery store goes away. Now, of course, we would all be healthier, slimmer, skittier. We wouldn't have the obesity problem we have. Um, But guess what? We also wouldn't have SNAP benefits the way we have them. Do you know that 90% of the stuff people get on SNAP are out of the middle of the store?
2: The process part?
1: The process part.
2: I mean, I believe it. Because that's the cheaper stuff, and we can give them more of that than you can of like the healthier stuff when farming is costing more and our prices are having to cost more.
1: So F the farm. No. Wait, F the farm, freak the fat. Flight I mean, that's radio. what oh. the
2: government. Damn, I was going to cut Sorry, off. I was going to do a hard cut off. Do it.
1: F the farm, freak the fat. Florida Man Radio, I'll be right back. For more than
2: 140 years, American Humane has been working to protect and make the world a kinder place for animals. You can help, too. Visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways to build a more compassionate world for all of us.
0: Getting you back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio.
1: that not, not how appropriate! Tax bond check till I ain't got none. My children used to watch a show called Victorious, and I loved that. Oh my God, I love, I love teen movies, teen shows. Um, if I didn't, if I, I feel
2: like we should dump that.
1: No, no, please don't. If I didn't love my wife and her lady part so much, I'd question my masculinity. But I could sit down and watch a chick flick. Or like the the Molly Cyrus show with Billy uh Billy Ray.
2: Hant ha, Man, Man Hannah Manna
1: Hontana. Montana, Hontana. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Montana. Listen, I used to watch Hannah Montana, Victorious. And there was another one where these kids made a podcast. With I Carly, iCarly. Carly, Annabelle <laughs> and Aurora. What's that? <laughs> that yeah, iCarly. I could watch them for days. I we would watch the shows that we've already watched and we would know what they were gonna say, and I'd just be sitting there like, And Annabelle make fun of me. Daddy, I love them. I don't know what it is. I just love the spontaneity. I love how it's just funny, goofy. And it's wholesome. And now we don't watch it no more. Right. Because every remake has gotten so political.
2: Really? Like,
1: yeah, like they're making one of them a, a, a lesbian, which... You know, that's, I don't, I mean, I, I'm, they not, exist. I, I'm not saying they don't, but these are, ch- these are little kids that our children grew up with. Right, I, I, I'm, not, so trying to, they're not, talking about I'm not trying to squirrel. General. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to squirrel. So here's what happened. They make these shows that, you know, the show, you've watched the show for 10 years and then they make a remix of it or a remake of I Carly grown up. And then you realize that one's a dope addict and one's a trans and one's went gay and, and one. And it's like, why did you have to insert all this? The liberal left. Why couldn't they just be 20-year-olds? They got together and did a podcast and goofed around a little bit. Why we did don't, you have they to, need
2: to know who they go home with.
1: Yeah, we don't, why did you add all that to the show? And my daughter's like, Dad, they did another remake and we can't watch it. It's terrible. It's like The Little Mermaid when they screwed up The Little Mermaid.
2: Why? How'd they screw up The Little Mermaid?
1: There was a bunch of stuff in it where, where, they, where they had to change the character. No, they made her black. Right. They made another. mermaid. No, no. Mermaids aren't, they, they, aren't real. I know they're not. But then they made somebody else a homosexual. Again even if it was homosexual in, in, the, the, in the in the little yes. movie. Yeah, yeah, I think the I think the the bird uh I think the, I think the Yeah, it was it was gay in the remake. But here's the but thing. He wasn't even like Listen,
2: straight in the regular
1: one. That's what I'm so, saying. But they never announced it. It was just the movie it was goofy, it was funny, right? Yeah. So that that's what I, was, I I'm not okay. trying to score up, but that's what I'm talking about. Um why do we go there? Oh in, uh, in, in the, uh, I think it's the Hannah Montana or the Victoria, they have a song, Freak the Freak Out. Freak the Freak Out. They, you know, they dance on stage, they dug their hair everywhere, and they sing Freak the Freak Out. So this episode is brought to you by Freak the Freak Out. Freak the farmers, freak the veterans, freak the working hard people. Let's help the ones that don't help themselves, and let's help everybody else on this globe and screw America. That is the agenda. I just gave it to you. Other people that are professionals may word it a lot better, but let me give it to you one more time. Freak the farmer. Freak the American hardworking man or woman. Freak the veterans. Freak the servicemen. Freak the police officers. Save the third world country on the globe. Save the fat, obese, donut, hostess eating. You just call them obese? Yeah. Okay. I think- There's no actual tea in it?
2: You just said obese, which well, brings well, it to a whole new meaning. And I kind of like that better, but like okay. it's obese. Do you know what I found out? You called them a beast.
1: They need to be called obese. Do you know what I found? And listen, I, I'm a big guy. I got big, Morris, the Morris genes are big. But none of us are obese. We're not sloppy. We're big, but we're not, we bathe, we take baths, we eat good food. We're just big people. All right? Not knocking big people. I love big people, I love it. Fat bottom world, fat bottom girls make the world go round. All right, Heather, you could use eighty pounds on you, easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Larry. Oh, Larry's like, I like my woman slim. All right, listen, I believe you heard it here from John Morse. If you're on SNAP or welfare or EBT or anything else, I know they were put, promoting and trying to push a drug test when you go down to get your benefits. You should get on a scale, and there should be a health specialist there with you.
2: Well, if they keep eating the stuff that WIC gives them or SNAP gives them, then they are never going to be in a healthy
1: range. Exactly. Guess where they end up? At community hospital and community care centers that we, the tax people, pay for.
2: We really should just be paying better food. Getting getting better food on their list of
1: things to get. When we were young... Um, You should
2: see what I feed my kids.
1: When we were young, somebody (laughs) said to my wife, oh, y'all need to go down and get WIC. We didn't make a lot of money, and we got the little checks, the little stubs. We were allowed to get cereal and milk and a certain type of cheese and different that. It was embarrassing. We needed it. We didn't stay on it. Matter of fact, we only used it for our first child. We got off of it by JJ, and we've never been back on it. Okay? But it's a good program for us to have, just like minimum wage. Just like minimum wage, it's a great idea to help kids in high school and college not get raped by their boss. But you're not meant to be minimum wage employees at 55 years old. Go get a job, go get a career, build yourself up, work hard. If you are a minimum wage, I'm sorry. But it wasn't meant for a 45-year-old man to try to raise his family on minimum wage. SNAP, EBT, WIC was not meant to live on. It was meant to get up. So now the farmers, they don't need a handout, they need a hand up. Yeah, that's the phrase they use.
2: Well, in order to do that, they'd have to tax us more or no, better no. budget.
1: No, they don't. These are programs that are already in place. Farm crop insurance, farm subsidies, thanks to Bill Clinton and NAFTA. If anybody knows about North American Free Trade Act, that started back with Bill Clinton. I know we focus a lot on Obama and Biden, but these problems are evergreen problems. They go back. They go back to Carter. I mean, really, let's get honest. You could could trace some of the problems we're having today to President Carter, who was a farmer. You would think he would have done better. Now, as a humanitarian, after being president, him and his wife probably did more for people than any other president ever lived. So I'm not trying to base the man on his administration because there's so much more to a man other than the four years he's in office. But whoever was pulling his strings made him one of the worst presidents we've ever had especially in agriculture. Bill Clinton came by, ripped the door off of Mexico and South America, North American Free Trade Act, and you would think that it kind of stuck up here in North America. But really, we're allowing everything from South America to just flood into North America, thus created subsidies. All right? There's a, I got a buddy, Jeff, uh, uh, that uh, they grow sugar beets up north. We come from a sugar cane farm in down south. And you realize that sugar cane, you know, I, I grew up on a million acres. Literally, my front yard was 450,000 acres. And then on the other side of the lake was another 550,000 acres of nothing but sugar cane. Right? And you're like, man, yeah, we're the biggest farmers in the world. And then you meet a guy that's farming like 18 million acres of beets. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got 19 axles under their trucks. The, the beets are so heavy. Um, so because of South American sugar... They had to start subsidizing American sugar. Places like Coca-Cola, who have been communist since World War II, all right, and that's why if I drink a soda, I only drink Pepsi. And I hope Coca-Cola don't sponsor our show. If they do, I'm sorry, they're still communist. Um, If you Google, no, I'm sorry. If you research your history, back in World War II, to stop the advancement of the money of communism, America did a ban on corporations selling to Germany. Because there's no reason to send a a marketable product from America to Germany to sell in Germany for the Germans to make money on. We were trying to deplete some of their money and some of their revenue. Guess what Coca-Cola did? What'd they do? You ever drink a Fanta? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Fanta was invented by marketers at Coca-Cola under a different trademark so they could still sell it in Germany and not violate the American ordinance for American trademark companies not to sell in Germany during the war. And then after the war was over, they incorporated Fanta into their Coca-Cola trademark. I said that to say, old dog, old tricks. Coca-Cola today has their Hershey's plant and their Coca-Cola processing plant, I believe it's seven miles from the border. and maybe a little farther, don't quote me. But their main distribution for refinery is south of the border. So they take Mexican sugar, now let me refresh. Let me just stop and pause. There ain't nothing better on the whole planet than an ice cold in a glass bottle that you need a top opener for. Don't use your teeth, rednecks. Use a bottle opener. You get you a glass bottle of Mexican made Pepsi because they really they they use real sugar down there. Like you know, what I mean cane sugar. They don't use all the fructose, high corn syrup. And I'm talking about it'll change your life on a hot summer day. That being said, Coca-Cola has refineries for sugar refinery south of the border. They truck it into America. They process it to make the Coca-Cola there. They are an American trademark company. But they don't care about us. All right. Now, because of all that, because of greed, not capitalism, because of greed. There's two that's two different greed and capitalism are two different things. A lot of times they inter, intertwine into the same lane. Because there's capitalists that are greedy, but greed and capitalism are two different ballparks, two different ballgames. Because of greed of the Coca-Cola Corporation and because of policies Bill Clinton put into, into play, they're allowed to take sugar out of Mexico, process it in Mexico, refine it, bring it into America, put it into a bottle, call it an American product. Thus, the word subsidy was invented. Now, subsidies have been going along for a long time. But when you take a product from a third world country that they do do on their crops. They use human feces to fertilize their crops. They have no labor wages. They use slaves, uh, kidnap kids. You, you ever seen a Mexican family? Have you ever watched one of the documentaries about a Mexican family that starts down in Uma and they, they work some lettuce and then they got to hurry up know, with the lettuce because the citrus is going to start or the apples are going to start and they got to truck it across the country to get up to Carolina and start picking apples? No,
2: I didn't even know about the circuits until you told it. Told me. Really? That. Yeah, I didn't know that happened.
1: I don't know the exact name of them because they have probably 20 of them out there. But Google Migrant circle Circuit Working and watch how they start and they follow the seasons and they crisscross across our country. And you have two different types of migrants. All right, Now, I'm not talking about illegals. I'm talking about people who are migrants. That's what they do. They got green cards, even if they're real or not. They got Social Security numbers, even if they're real or not. And... They start down in Arizona, um, New Mexico, Texas, and they work across, this, and, and they go different routes. Some of them go up toward uh, uh, California and up toward Oregon and Washington. Some of them cut across, go out through Mississippi into the potato fields and the corn fields and the bean fields. Some of them go up into Carolina. Some of them go up into New York. And it's, it's like three or four different circuits are passed through our country that for some reason white people don't use and black people don't use. And Native Americans don't use. It's buses and buses and lowboys and lowboys of migrants who are out picking our crops and picking our food so we can get it to the grocery store. But when you do that, right, you create these subsidies because now the American farmer cannot compete with the wages. What up, Randy? You doing your job out there? We can't compete with the world market because of all well we'll we'll get to it. We gotta take a quick break. Basically, when American farmers can't keep up, they don't need a handout, they need a hand up. We'll be right back, Florida Man Radio.
0: The truth lies behind the message. And what better truth for the people of Florida than the station that's unfiltered and unafraid to deliver the message serving Central Florida and the Emerald Coast? We are Florida. I'm William Shatner. I've been around a long time, but I'm truly humbled. when I see the real battles our brave, paralyzed veterans have faced defending our freedom. I was on a routine patrol, and uh, we were in the desert of Kuwait. And the vehicle flipped and landed on top of me, which uh, left me paralyzed from the waist down. Okay, folks, this, this, this is heroism. That's why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. Go to PVA.org to learn how you can make a difference.
3: Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. (laughs) That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration.
0: Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man, Man Radio.
1: This is the second year in a row farmers are facing a drastic decline in profitability. And it's mainly affecting the Midwest. And guys, gals, everybody out there, we're going to be in trouble. All right? Brazil is kicking our ass. All right? And they're... I live by a couple of mottos. Everybody, everybody knows. If you've listened to any of my shows, you know, I love Mike Tyson. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Can't fix stupid. And John Wayne, I, I, I changed it to a truck because I don't ride a horse. Uh, courage is being scared to death, but sallying up anyway. I will change it to getting in the truck anyway. All right. Have you ever been in a fight? You knew you were going to lose. You knew you could to get your ass whooped, but you had to go fight anyway? Yes. The American Farmers are facing an ass whooping. And I'm saying that word a lot for dramatic effect. I'm sorry for the children listening and my mama listening, but we are fixing to get our tail, let me say tail, we're fixing to get our tails handed to us in a World War Three battle on food that we cannot win. And you know why we can't win? You think the election was rigged against Trump. You think 2024 is rigged against Trump. The farmer battle is so lopsided. It's almost like if you ever watch WWE wrestling and it's like the 10-on-10 10 10 handicap match and then the one guy comes out, he looks around and his other nine guys ran off and there's 10-on-1, that's about how it's going down. And the 10 got chains and ladders and folding chairs and they're throwing you through tables. That's what's fixing to happen. They're fixing to wipe the floor with us. And it's because of their agenda. Okay? F America. F American people. F the strong, healthy, God-fearing, gun-toting, truck-driving Americans. They don't like us. They hate us. They don't like people like my good buddy Don Miller and Shannon Burke to talk on the radio and tell y'all stories about this. They don't like JVC. They don't like Morganic meats. They don't like Todd Yelm out in Geneva, Geneva beef cattle. I'm not the only farmer in town. They don't like... The barefoot farmer up in uh, the land or wherever he's at somewhere, he's up a little bit north of me, there's more farmers than just me. They don't like none of us. They don't like Pat Bailey driving in semi as a self-employed contractor. They don't like my slim twin, Richard Searcy, out of North Georgia, raising pigs and hauling flatbeds. All right? They don't like another lead down there on a backhoe slinging and tearing down buildings. They don't like none of us. They want us to get in line. They want us to line up. They want us to get fat. They want us to get plump. Like, all we like sheep have gone astray. Everyone after their own way. We the people, are not we the people no more, we're a bunch of scattered ants. Tom Vilsack, you're a sack indeed, sir. Tom Vilsack is a um, Democrat, and he sits on the agriculture committee with a chair named Debbie Stabenow. Debbie Stabenow. They're out of Michigan. I wish Jeff could call in. He's, he's, he's always a day behind us because of his, the way he works. But um, he'll, he'll, he'll text me later if I got any of this wrong. But they are saying that the Republican senators are ridiculous. Sir, you're ridiculous asking for, four, for more money and more subsidies. We got it handled. We got a bill that we're going to push out in 2025. You know, just in case Trump wins, we can blame it on him. We'll push it out in 2025. It'll be Trump's, it'll be Trump's problem. They're increasing SNAP. See, the American farmers are asking two things that they proposed. We already have crop insurance, crop subsidies. We already have this budget in place. The money's there. But instead of giving it to the farmers, they are increasing SNAP, and they are increasing climate fund practices, E W G. It's a network, it's a three-letter word. And listen, anytime the government puts three letters on something, it's communist bastardism. Communist bastardism. Write that down, look it up in the dictionary. Because of Biden's policies and the New World Order agenda to get rid of the strong and prey on the weak. See, here's the thing, and I don't care what color you are. Irish, black, Native American. I don't know how many slave people have been out there before. Oh, uh, Indonesia right now, modern day today. Uh, Southeast Asia, enslaved right now. So anybody who's been enslaved, this is the model they took. It was like when they freed the slaves in America, right? And they say, hey, listen, uh, government said we can't keep y'all no more. Can't, y'all can't be our slaves no more. So you got to get off our property. And what's well, so, a ba- ba- boss, where we can live, boss? Uh, you live in the woods across the street. And then... The dirty dirt bags, because that's if, you're, if you beat your slaves and you're a slave owner. Now, it's one thing to have an employee. It's another thing to have a slave you abuse. Slavery goes all the way back to the beginning of time. Slaves and masters. In the original context, done properly with God's love, there's nothing wrong with masters and slaves. We all got them. We all got masters. We all got slaves. We just use different words for them. You're supposed to take better care of your slaves than you do your, your children. And when you go to the biblical sense of, the, but the word has such a terrible, um, Uh, I don't know Connotation Connotation Now You really can't say it Right You can't People can't grasp The understanding Of what slave meant In prehistoric You know Way back when When there was like Landowners And then when there were people That just roamed And when you were just a guy Or a gal roaming around And ten or twelve dudes Rolled up on you They killed you And took everything on your body And left you naked but when you were property of somebody, you were protected by that landowner, that king, that master, that ruler, of that region. You were
2: their property, so you had value.
1: Yes, you had value. But they didn't treat you like the version of slaves we understand. You were their guy. You went to town with their money, with their purse, and you bought and you traded in their name. And you sat at the dinner table and you ate with them. And, yeah, you had to work. I mean, you, you had to work. That's the way it was. But... 10 dudes couldn't roll up on you and beat and rape you and take you everything you have off your body and leave you laying in the street because they knew if they did, they had to answer to your master or to your king or to your land, landlord, landowner, whatever you want to call it, all right? So I'm not trying, so please, when I speak about this, listen to me correctly. But they took the model of slavery from American times and they were like, man, it works so great. Those ruthless, no good, by the way, you could, you could have burned burn in hell. There's no way you can say you're a Christian and you love Jesus Christ and you do that to humanity. I don't care what color the humanity is, but we're all God's children. And if you can take another one of God's children and do that to them, I would doubt your salvation, and I would doubt that I will see you in heaven. I'll probably be looking down, and you would be like, hey, John, can I get this to sweat from your eyebrow? And I'll be like, no, nah, but I'll spit on you. You know, there's a gap, but I can see you, and I'll be seeing you burn in hell. But it, that's where you belong. All right. And let's, uh, we'll stop there. Um, but it worked so great, all right, that the the, the the order came down after Lincoln and slaves were free. So the guys were like, man, what are we going to do for labor, man? We can't slave these people no more. Oh, I got a great idea. Kick them off our clean mode, protected. We got dogs and we got guns and we got guys on horses. Kick them off of these plantations and send them across the street into the swamp, into the river, into the woods, into the wetlands. Send them off over there and let them fight the bears and the panthers and, and, and you know, Florida panthers and South, South, you know, South American panthers that we have, you know. I'm not talking about like lions and tigers and oh boy. All right. Let them go out there and, and, and fight the rattlesnakes and the moccasins. And when it starts raining and it rains and rains and rains and their feet start rotting off, let them stand over there. And I tell you what. Bring out those two pigs and bring out a goat and let's have a barbecue and let's line up this table with potatoes and macaroni and cheese and collard greens and cornbread and let's cook and cook and cook and let them stand over there and watch them, watch us eat while they starve. Wow, why are we going to do that? Oh, just wait, just wait a day, a week, two weeks. Next thing you know, hey, boss, can I come back? No, nah, man, I'm sorry, man. I, w- I would love to have you back, but I can't. The government said you're free, boss. Boss, you let me eat and live here, and I'll work for for that. You sure? You okay with that? Oh, boss, I'm okay with that. Get your ass back over here. Come on, boy. And they bring you back onto the property, and they re-enslave you under a mental enslaved now. Now you're mentally enslaved. So now you agreed to give up your rights and your existence and everything you had, your freedom, because you were so scared to go out because you didn't have nothing. You're barefooted. Your jeans probably didn't fit. You probably got a wife with a baby on the way and a baby in her arms and you're standing in the swamp looking at the the plantation and now all of a sudden that plantation looks really good to you and that food smells really good to you and that old pot of leftover pork skins and pork chitlins and intestines and feet that you were eating, now they got pork chops and they got baby back ribs and they got fried chicken and they got cornbread and they entice you back over and they use that to get you back in, and then guess what? They're like, "Hey, you don't know mind come down to City Hall with me. I need you to vote for me. Vote on what, boss?" Saying that it's okay that we do this to you, and you know what? We're gonna give you a shilling a day. We're gonna keep you just alive. We're gonna give you just enough money to go to town and buy the basics, and keep you right where we need you, so we got our thumb on you, so we can oppress you and control you, and keep you subhuman. Introduction of SNAP, welfare, food stamps, whatever you want to call it keep them fat, keep them broke. Do you know, we had a lady one time come to work for us. And she was doing great. We started giving her more money, started giving her more hours. And one day she came to my wife, she worked for us at Lake Yola, the farmer's market. She said, "I, I, boss, (laughs) it was a black lady. She was so funny. Every time she talked, she'd throw her left leg out, bam, to the side, be like, put a hand on your hip. Let me tell you something. Hmm. And one day (laughs) she had sweated through her jeans, this girl worked so hard. She looked at me, and that's where I got my saying from. "Whoa, you got the butter from the ducks today, boss?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, I did. Thank you. I appreciate you. Here's your money. Now go home, uh, cause I, I just paid you." But she was funny. It was it was a it was a bantering type relationship. She was we respected her. She was a great lady. Um, one day she came to us. She goes, "Boss, you can't pay me no more." I was like, "What?" I was like, yeah, "Stop calling me boss. You know we this ain't Shawshank Redemption." She's like, "Come on now, don't play with me, cracker." She's like, "Boss, you gotta stop paying me." You got start paying me on the table. I was like, what, what is wrong? She said, I reported too much income. They're going to take my benefits away. Um, I was like, what you, wait, wait. I was like, I don't pay you hardly nothing. This was 15 years ago. She was getting like $9 an hour, $10 an hour. She's like, no, nah, boss. I can't make more than, don't quote me, but I think she said $800 a month. This was 10 or 15 years ago. Don't quote me. I may be wrong, but I think it was like, eight. she had make more than, it, it was something. It was a stupid low number. And I said, well, how are you supposed to survive? She's like, well, you know, they pay half my power bill and half my rent, and I get my checks every month. And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, if I make over, let's just say 800. If I make 801, I lose everything. And I was like, everything? Like, they don't prorate it? She's like, no. If I make over, and and I may be wrong on the 801, but we're going to use that number. If I make more than 801, I lose everything. And, boss, if I lose everything, then you got to pay me, like, three times more of the money. And I was like, you know, I'd be willing to do that to help you. She's like, no, nah, boss, you don't understand. They pay half my rent. They pay half my power bill. They pay for my kids to go to school. She's like, boss, my kids go to private school, them white folks. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, there was some some foundation, foundation that paid. You know, and good, good, people from bad, not bad, people from poor neighborhoods should deserve to go to better schools if there's a program for that. I ain't knocking that program. What I'm knocking is the enslavation, the mentality of enslavation to where not just black people, there's white people that are involved, there's Spanish people involved, there's a group of people that are enslaved to SNAP, to welfare, to the benefit program of America I went all you, you the went way, all the around. Way around.
2: I was just sitting back, waiting. I'm like, okay, I'm following. I'm
1: following. Oh, I'm never getting fail. the story number eight today, which we have to. When we get back, I'm going to tie this in because remember the president's challenge? Did you do that in school? Was that just a boy thing?
2: Was that the one where you have to touch your feet or something? You had you to, to be able. To you had to do
1: so many push-ups, so many sit-ups, so many chin-ups. I'm sure I felt that. I never. Well, it was the pres- presidential challenge. You did it like every eighth. I think it was an eighth grade thing.
2: I've never been able
1: to do a push-up. Well, SNAP snap has done away with that. FAT has done away with that. So here's the deal. V- Vilsack has voted against more funding and more subsidies for American farmers to compete on the world market. Why is that a bad thing? I had to wrap this up. Sorry. Why is that a bad thing? Um, I don't know, because we're below our average income for farms. Take a guess. Quick. Give me a number. 17. How about $70 The American, West West American, Northwest American farmer, soybeans, oats, sugar beets, corn, that kind of stuff, sunflower, we're down $70 billion. Florida Man Radio, I'm Jonathan Morris.
3: I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America.
1: I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support
3: that I received from paralyzed veterans of America. Go to pva.org to learn more.
0: Getting you back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida
1: Man Radio. Why are we down 70 billion dollars? Is there anybody that wants to ask you that question? Down
3: 70 billion dollars.
1: Why are we down 70 billion dollars? Oh, I don't know. Maybe while they were at the COP, the COP thing over in Dubai. Flying all their private jets, they are uh, in a backdoor deal. They allowed Brazil to increase their exports by 23%. Dominated yeah, Most
3: of the beef we eat, I think, now is from from there. In the stores, anyway.
1: Yes, sir. Oh, welcome to the show, Shannon Burke. Ladies and gentlemen.
3: How's my level? Though? Am I all right?
1: Your yep. levels are you sound perfect. Great. I think you got a little sausage stuck in your throat from lunch. How was that sausage sandwich, sir? Delicious. I love it. And you knocking off a chicken tonight?
3: I'm about to, Yeah, I'm about to knock that, uh, that chicken out of the park.
1: All right. Well, I want to run through a couple stories <laughs> with you real quick, and then we'll let you debone a chicken with your uh, teeth. <laughs>
3: While well, I stand over the, cha- the kitchen sink with the water running,
1: <laughs> There you go. Instead of a mechanically separated chicken, it's a Shannon book separated chicken. Yeah. Do you agree with this statement, the American farmer no longer matters?
3: Uh um, On the world no. stage? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it, they matter to me. They, okay. Uh, they matter to most Americans.
1: I understand that. I'm saying to Biden and the WHO and the world. No. Okay, all right, that's where I'm going with look, it.
3: Look at, look at Denmark and France and Spain. Farmers don't matter to any of those. The farmers are fighting back there, but they, they have the
1: same disdain worldwide. And what it is is it, when you're a local farmer in your region, in your area, growing the crops you specialize in, you create wealth and you create platform and you create footprint and foundation, and you're a threat to their way of life because you're not easily controlled. Right, And I think they want to get all the mainstream farming done away with, allow third-world countries that have enslaved labor to do it so they can keep their thumb on what's controlled, what's shipped. I mean, how did Brazil go from being on the bottom tier of farming to now they're in bed with China? And I know you know about all the shipping lanes coming up the the, the seaboard there. Uh, That China controls the shipping lanes, so China's not letting Americans farmers put their crops on america is down 18%. Now listen, it's a 5% gap. America's down 18% on exports. Brazil went from 17 to 23. Mm. How How is that a, and no one can see this? Like no one. Now obviously it wasn't on the platform because it wasn't about saving the planet and green gases and right. you know the other crap.
3: Right. Well, it, you know, all of the uh r- r- restrictions being put on european farmers. Um, And all of the restrictions being put on uh, American farmers here, I mean, the timing is impeccable. It's much more severe in in European nations. Um, But now these deals being made with Brazil present a whole new, you know, a whole new uh, uh, segment of problems.
1: Hey, but fear not. The USDA has inflated their budget, not for the American farmer, but for climate mitigation.
3: Ah. (laughs) That means telling you you can't use a uh, fertilizer anymore or you can't use this fertilizer or that fertilizer.
1: So farmers are dying. Subsidies were created based on Carter and Clinton and North American Free Trade Act. Now they're telling them that the money they have in the subsidy program and the crop insurance program are no longer available because we've got to study climate mitigation. Yep. And we're going to increase the SNAP benefits because we want to make them fatter. Did you do the president's challenge when you were in school? I did. You, I did. Yeah. Do you remember the number of push-ups you had to be to be in the top 15 percentile? So 85 percent of the world was in one group, or Americans, and then there was the, the the higher than 85 percentile, and that was when you got the the we got like it was it hung on your not a medallion. What was it? It was like a medal, like a little thing.
3: Uh, it was like a ribbon in my yes. school.
1: Yeah. yeah, a ribbon. Yeah, it hung, you could hang it had out. I
3: your... had a metal uh, medallion and then a ribbon hanging it. Yes, Everybody, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's the words I was trying to get out of my mouth. Yes, I got one of those. I was in the top 15 percentile of boys. Do you remember the number of push-ups? Uh, I think it was 100. No, it was 40. Only 40? Only 40. Girls had to do 20. I think you think thinking of sit-ups. Sit-ups were 100. Push-ups were 40. Yeah,
3: okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Sit-ups were 100. I, I, yeah. And yeah.
1: chin-ups were either 10 or 15. And yeah. then you had to do your toe touches for so many seconds. And So you know, stupid.
3: You know, it was well, a ba- very basic thing. You know, it wasn't very strenuous at all. <laughs> you, know, you didn't have to be a uh, an Olympian to complete it at all.
1: It was just, and I think back to eighth grade Shannon. Now, of course, as adults, we're like, now so stupid. Why they make us do it? But in eighth grade, that was like what put you put some testes on you. Like, man, I passed the president's challenge. You know what I mean? I ain't like that lard ass over there that can't do a push up. I I, I got I I don't
3: remember any kids uh, in my group that didn't pass it. I mean, yeah. almost everybody did.
1: So we had one or two in my school. All right, I'm I'm significantly younger than you. Forty six. Put it in. <laughs> uh, we had one or two what you'd call a lard ass. They couldn't bend over and tie their shoe. Um, uh, and they went, to, they went to study hall and art while the rest of us went to wrestling and, and played kickball, you know, out in PE. And I think they were the only two. But I remember the PE coaches aggressively yelling at them and motivating them and encouraging them to pass because our school was not going to be a 98% pass school. We were going to be a 100% pass school for the President's Challenge. Right. Well, that's been defunct. Yeah, the, the president's challenge is something of the past. It's a wayward thinking. It is yeah, not fit. No, they don't. I was talking to Julian about it. I was like, "Hey, I don't want to embarrass you. Make sure you can do 40 push-ups by the end of the year." He's like, "What are you talking about?" So I was like, "They've got to be talking to you about the president's challenge." And Julian's like, "Damn, yeah, we don't do that no more." So I looked it up, and they stopped it. Now, it has been defunct as a as a performing task that no longer best identifies abilities of children and it puts too much pressure on them. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, let
3: me tell you this: We talked about this week. You know, this this world has been, uh, and Americans especially, have been consumed by world hunger. World hunger is one of the greatest health threats to the to the uh, global health of the world. Well, just recently, there's a new global health threat that's that's related to malnutrition, like like uh, hunger is, but it is for the first time ever surpassing people that suffer from hunger. Obesity, obesity is now a bigger global health threat than hunger is. And, and look at that—you you have 800,000, 800, uh, 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 They estimate almost a million that are worldwide that suffer from hunger. Um, people that suffer from obesity is now over a billion.
1: Can you use that adjective "suffer"? Yes, you can because I thought that yes. was a self-induced problem.
3: It certainly is. It, obesity and, you
1: know, is... is a, now, listen. Sorry to it, cut you off, but I understand thyroid women and thick women. I love thick women. I, I, I've seen thick women like, oh, but thyroid's right. got older, I can't lose weight. But I'm still, you know, not obese.
3: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> obesity um, is a face-stuffing situation, correct? And
3: America's not number one, uh, believe it or not. Who? is who? not number, number one. one. Uh, American Samoa... Um, Samoa. Uh, the, yes, oh, uh, yes, Philippine Islands, yes, uh, the, that yeah. buttery looking Cook juggers. Islands. They, they eat a lot of spam in Hawaii. I don't know why. It's a delicacy there. It's on everybody's menu, and maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Uh,
1: man. If you But we
3: celebrate it here. We have, a, a, for years, a, you know celebrated body positivity. You got to feel good about your obesity, and then they feel good about it, and then you're no longer motivated to change it.
1: No, listen, I don't, I don't want to abuse people, but we need to go back to fat shaming people. And not yeah. in a bad way. Not a bad way. Not a bad way. Like, I understand the big and tall story. Not a
3: bad, not in a bad way?
1: Well, like, you know, you don't sit on no the corner and say, way. hey, you're big fat ass. Hey, you're a big fat ass. You know? Not to people you don't know. Right. But there should be a standard. And listen, like I said earlier in the show, we're big people. Annabelle right now is on an all-meat diet. She gets carbohydrates for breakfast, and she likes her fruit. I have completely taken over Annabelle's diet. She's already down one pant size in seven days. And she did. Wow. And she told Amy... Don't tell daddy. I don't want to get too excited, but I already feel better, mommy. All right? Now, yeah. a- Annabelle is 12. She got a little heavy. It's our fault. We had a rough year. We weren't watching what she was eating. We're doing a lot of takeout and pizza meals at my house like every other day. Um, right. You know, and, and you pick up weight when you're 12 years old and all you do is eat takeout pizza. But really quickly, our, we realized that, and Annabelle's already down a pant size, and she's feeling great, and she's back to eating the stuff we produce. Mama's back cooking meals at home, and and we're doing something about it. We're not just saying, you know, Annabelle, I know you have to kind of lean back a little bit, and it's hard to breathe, but don't worry about it,
3: baby. <laughs> feel good about your body. We'll, buy, you bigger, we'll
1: buy bigger pants until we get Todd the tent maker down here to make you a dress. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we uh, used to say that to people? Where'd you get that dress from, the tent store?
3: Yeah, yeah, I do. Well,
1: you can't I say do. that no more?
3: Uh, You can. You might get in trouble for it, but you can say
1: it. I, I, you know that, that song, Facts? I, I'm, I'm in love with Tom McDonald right now. Uh, yeah. that song facts Ben superior's like my pockets are fat like Lizzo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like Lizzo, my pockets are fat. <laughs> That's a nice way to say fat. Liz- just say Lizzo. Hey Lizzo. Call everybody Lizzo's. You think she started that? Or was it already in play and Lizzo just ran with it? What?
3: Big so, girl stuff?
1: The, no, no, big girl's have been around forever. But the hey I'm big and I'm gonna put it out there and you gotta like it. Look at my belly button but, uh, but I think
3: she uh, she's not the first one, but she's been the most visible and prominent uh, one, you know, and, and that's, uh, that's, uh, nothing but adds to the problem when it's just okay and even popularized for you to be obese than every, you know, today, if, if, if Taylor Swift married Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey, and they got married and had a bunch of kids. Uh, uh, uh think about the movement about how many American yes. girls, 18 to 35 years old, would say, you know, that's a good thing to do to get married and have kids. If Lizzo's out there with the same popular, not exactly the, you know, uh, the level that Taylor, uh, right. Swift is, but she's big enough in that community. And she is, she's, th- I mean, th- that makes her, you know, people that, that, that are fans of hers think, oh, it's okay to be, uh, you know, blubbery and fat with rolls, because that's cool. Look at Lizzo.
1: Yeah. Know? I love nothing more than walking behind a big old fat heifer that found a deal on some shoes, but they weren't their size. <laughs> and her, her buttons Angles and, are and, spilling out the side. Though. Yeah, man, they busting out the seams. Them shoes are squeak. Them stingers are squaring, squaring. Man, and them, they got some, they try to walk in some high, high, high tops, and they're going to them down about two, they supposed to be a five. Five inch Mm. lift, you know, on the outside (laughs) and the back, on the the heels worn down on the outside of your shoes. They're they're supposed to be a five inch lift, they're like a three and a quarter, (laughs) and you can tell she walks with the left on the left side because the right side's still up, kind of nice. The left side's all worn down to the pavement.
3: Oh, yeah, Oh, I mean, we, we have allowed obesity to be a greater, a grander problem for global health than hunger. And uh, the, the juxtaposition, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's glaring. You've got 800,000, maybe a million people that are in the world that are literally at risk of dying from starvation and hunger. Wow. And, but you have more than that that have eaten enough calories to become so obese that they could have stayed. The food they ate could have solved... The hunger problem.
1: I was just going to say, I just figured out the plan. Let's go to all the fat people's houses and take half their food and ship it to the starving people.
3: I, I, I look. I, I'm not too far from that, but I, you know, you, how many times have you seen the UNICEF commercial with a uh, you know an African kid uh, suffering? He's in his mom's arms. His, his belly's all bloated because he's suffering so bad, and his flies all over his face. <laughs> yes. we gotta go solve world <clears throat> hunger. We need to come up with a new commercial with a bunch of fat people like sitting out somewhere, just flies on them. They're sweaty <laughs> and greasy, oh, yeah. eating, eating uh, you know just burgers and slop. Yes. and we need to solve world obesity.
1: Yes, and because okay, listen, it's getting disgusting, Shannon. I was sitting in the hot tub. I got a membership at 24-Hour Fitness. I started working I love out. You in the hot tub,
3: man.
1: <laughs> I love yeah. it, dog. Now, Jonathan Moore has never
3: passed a hot tub. He didn't uh, get down to his skis and jump in. No, you listen. You never miss a hot tub. I
1: it? won't, and if I can find me a producer to travel with me, I'll do a podcast from a hot tub. I'll do a radio show live from the hot tub with Jonathan Morris. He'll have yeah. all
2: those things plugged in, and he will still get into the water. That's
1: right. <laughs> so listen, my wife sometimes loves to ruin my day. I'm in the hot tub, done doing like a 19-hour day, 20-hour fitness is open late, we're there like at the 10.30 at night, and this big old chunky joker walks in and looks at us, kind of looks discouraged and walks away, and he's like, oh, man, I hope he don't come back. I was like, why? She's like, baby, you know what's going on. Like, You've heard on the news what's I was like, no. She's like, oh, obese people are getting gym memberships to bathe in the hot tubs because they can't reach around and do the tucking under and the lifting oh. down in their showers because their showers are too small. And they're too big. that they come get in the hot tubs and they let the That That's be jets- new fad? I did not know that. Yes. And um- it didn't deter you? He didn't get in. Oh, him. But I okay. almost got out. I was like, damn it, Amy.
3: I would have definitely yeah, gotten out. Yeah, I would
2: have gotten out.
1: Yeah, was I was gross. like, you mean people been bathing against again? She's like, Dollar, you know the ones they can't. She got nasty. Like, they can't wipe. They can't get okay. underneath your belly.
3: Yeah, there are people like that. And uh, they uh, use the used to have to. He used to have a tool to uh, wipe his arse. Oh, wow. It was a special fat guy tool. Yeah, he well, weighs like 450 pounds.
1: Well, listen, Toyota, if you're out there listening to the show, Toyota Marketing, don't sell fat people. You already got problems. You're Toyota recalled 381,000 pickup trucks. Yeah. Yep. From the rear axle parts are falling off, calling them crash. Wow. Put away a weight limit on it. Hey, uh, and, uh, we got to take a quick break. But scientists have finally assessed the safety, or lack of safety, from plant-based meat products. Shannon, you going to stick around or you got to go? Yeah, I'll stick around. All right, Florida Man Radio, we'll be right back.
0: Getting you back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio.
1: I don't, I don't get all squirreled no more with the text. I let Heather aggressively go through it during break. And, man, Shannon, we got some, they are mad as hell. We got some people mad as hell what's going on with America. What? Wow, wow.
3: what are they mad about? And, you, me, what? No,
1: nah, that's it. Hey, the show is striking a nerve, reminding them how the white man, the black man, hardworking America is being pushed out for, uh, for the, the third. Illegals. For illegals. Yeah, yeah, for the illegals and the European. Uh, this is the thing I
3: believe uh, further unites uh, white people to black people in America. I, I really believe that. Certainly, you know, you look at Chicago and and the 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 residents in Chicago, South Side, Chicago. You know, they got all these migrants now. Then they're getting nine grand a month and this and that and food and blah 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 blah. And they're like, "What happened to us? You know, what happened to Americans? You know?"
1: Yeah, I, I remember the with the first thing, the first wave, right, a pushback. Hey, we got veterans on a bridge, and migrants get a five hundred dollar debit card and a phone and this and that and a hotel room. And but now. And I know this sounds crazy, and you'll understand this. There's a lot of Americans that don't care about veterans. They, don't, wow. they, don't, they, don't, they just don't, they don't get it. They don't understand. They don't know what it's like to be handed a folded flag. They don't know what it's like to have a crazy uncle who served three tours. They don't know. So they don't relate like, like I relate, maybe you relate. But when, it, when they look at their mom starving or not getting what she wants, and, and they look at their kid missing out, And then you got some guy that can't speak English and don't even have a a green card or a work card or anything, (laughs) right? And he's staying down at the Hilton, and got a five hundred dollar debit card, and he's got a cell phone, got a
3: laundry service, and a maid that cleans his room,
1: right? Yeah, and you're sleeping in a room that ain't got central air, AC, or heat in the middle of the winter in Chicago. Now it hits home and it resonates. And you're right that that defies racial boundaries. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to do it. You sent me a text during the break. I didn't know if you wanted to do the honors. Of, of saying that this is the last segment yeah of, of the last the last Saturday. segment of the
3: last show between the ribs that will be heard on 1055 um well Monday morning man we we moved to uh 6 a.m starting with Bubba. we moved to 103.1 FM in Orlando uh which to everyone that's toiled with this station in Orlando don't let me toil but worked on it. It's a great product. We all know it's a great product. We we but we we were just uh, hampered by a small FM signal. It was all it was available. Blah blah blah. But we have another one, one hundred three point one, which is a, a blowtorch of a signal. And uh, our 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 bosses and the upper guys have decided that that's where Florida Man needs to be in Central Florida. Uh, 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 ironically, we're on one hundred three point one in Fort Walton Beach. where by the way, we happen to be number one. Uh, yeah. in that In that market, and uh, we've been hampered here by a by a, a, a limp signal, but now we've got a a killer signal in in Orlando, and it's uh, by the way we're in Ocala Gainesville now at one point uh, one. All right. Um. So and so but pretty much statewide we're getting
1: we're getting state we're getting pretty much state coverage. Pretty yeah. much.
3: Yeah. We need to get John Caracciola go, go down to like Fort Myers and, and snap up you know snap up a couple of signals hey, down there. Listen, in Miami. I know.
1: There's a WDBO station right behind the cornfield next to Everglades Farm Equipment. It's like a little single-wide trailer there. Um
3: Dbo's here in, in Orlando.
1: No, maybe it's WBO. I, 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 I it's a little one, yeah. I, it, it's a little bitty one. It's right in the middle of the heartland of the Everglades. We probably just walk
3: in there and take that some bitch over. He probably you know, could. We just walk. Okay, guess what? You guys are all get out of here now. We own this. Listen, station.
1: he could probably go in there, and throw a fifty spot on the table, <laughs> and it be over
3: with. All right. Look, we got a wise. Uh, thank God, our CEO, the owner of this company, is a wise uh, 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 radio dude. You know, yes. for his entire life. I mean, now to the point where he can. He's right now probably working to engineer the flip I know that he was on Friday uh and uh and he's out by stations. station so The first day I guy. met
1: him, the first day I met him it was buttholes and elbows and I walked by and I thought oh they must have a new engineer mechanic guy and then yeah. he stood up and he's like hey I like your show man Your show's great and I'm like uh, this-
3: first 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 time I met him he was uh I came to the studio to meet Shane and talk about stuff and I saw this guy with a tool belt on and blue jeans and <laughs> and, a, and a t-shirt in the studio you're in right now with a sledgehammer, wrecking mm-hmm. whatever was there before and dragging it out. I'm like, oh, that's a, it's a worker man. He's a little uh, bit like
2: Fix-It Felix.
3: Yeah, and then uh, Shane goes, oh, I'd like to meet John Caracci. the you, owner of the company? I'm like, wow, I feel bad. I'm interviewing for the job, you know, and I should be able to help, help, you know, help drag the debris yeah. out to the dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: no, it's the same way. He shook my hand and... Um, and, and, I, and I was like, this guy don't listen to my show, man. And then he starts telling me about my show and I was like, Oh, he listens to my show. And then Heather's He's, like yeah. Heather's like, That's the owner. I was like, the owner of what? She's like, Of the building you're in. And I saw so I went back out, and I was like, Excuse me, sir, I don't think I properly shook your hand. Can I re-shake your hand? Thanks for
3: listening
1: <laughs> to my show. <laughs> oh my goodness. But the in layman's terms, correct me if I'm wrong, if you've ever seen the movie Twins, the last three and a half years or so, we have been Danny DeVito. On Monday, we will be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. Remember the movie Twins. I like
3: that analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We are going from the Danny DeVito brother to the Arnold Schwarzenegger brother. Big pimping, baby. Big. It's flippin'. gonna be.
3: It's gonna be a huge, huge thing for us uh, in Orlando. But we're still look. We, we dominate uh, Fort Walton Beach. Anywhere we go, we end up dominating. So I would imagine we'll do it here. In uh, Central Florida as well, so no, and, and we've added like eleven c- counties we never covered before. So yeah, really be great.
1: I'm excited. I was telling the boys at the shop, I was like, guys, y'all better start cutting some steaks. And Victor, you better put more meat on the grill next weekend. He's like, wow, Mister Morris. I was like, because our audience, the people they're gonna hear us talk, it's is gonna blow up. Is, is quantifying, and they're gonna become. they live around our shop. We hey. have a great. We have a
3: great product. I mean. Um, it's, it's spoken word, which, uh, you know, is, is, perhaps the most popular radio format because you don't have a, everyone that wants music, unless it's rock or country, gets it from their app or Spotify or whatever. Spoken word is a different deal. Uh, and, and there has never been any competition for the, for the dominating station here. Uh, but there's about to be, so.
1: Well, the dominating station here. It's not a 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 open it's a biased very biased station. I'll just leave it at that. I'll let you do that part.
3: There are things that they, they, they don't talk about that they, you know Let's face it, they're just a bunch of liberals over there. And if they're yes. not a liberal, if they, you know, I know at least one guy over there that, that's like-minded with me, but you wouldn't know it by listening to his show. They avoid, uh, topics that are controversial. They avoid political topics. They, and if they do cover political topics, it's always to the left. It's kind of old. They better, out. look, I like them. They're, I respect anybody in this business. I don't want to put anyone out of a job. Well, yeah, no. no I, met, I met
1: I met two of the guys, and they were very nice guys. They're cool, and I told you, uh, Bo from the old days. He's always next door to me because he yeah, gets, he's he, great. He gets Uber to the bar and Uber home from the bar because he can't drive, you know. Um, but uh, he's a great guy. And he talks radio with me. He gives me little pointers and tips, and and uh, he he's an awesome guy, and, you know. Uh, and he he introduced me to a couple of the other people. And they're they're nice guys, but you're right. You listen to this show. and It is bought and paid for by. By their their people and and that's what they're scripted to do and and we by because of John and and even you know my show on Saturday like they don't tell us you can't say this you can't say that right I mean you got the dirty words you can't I say was gonna
2: say there's a few things you've asked yeah I'm like yeah let's not
1: but yeah I mean
3: uh, you're right. Uh, I don't know if they're told what to do, what not to do, or they deliberately, uh, you know, ignore, you know, some of the, the, this country's topic, A, most impressing, important things that are going on, you know, but uh, I, I, you, I, I think that at least my show. Is we I feel compelled. I have to talk about some things. I have to. If I don't, it's, I'm be remiss as a broadcaster to not bring these things up. And the rest of it is, uh, you know, fart jokes and and right. and, and lifestyle stories. But I want to have some fun. But I also feel compelled to keep people uh, informed. You know?
1: Yes. No. And and from the advice of you, I've kind of revamped my show to give people an education. In agriculture and farming, on um, things that people probably have no idea that this is going on behind the scenes. Like, right? Why did why did check soda go from eighty nine cent to now it's a two seventy nine in <laughs> the grocery store?
3: No, I mean I know that sounds. I know, sounds it, too, I know yeah. it sounds. It sounds it, like it's, it doesn't mean anything. But you'd be surprised how that means a lot to a lot of people.
1: The ingredients in a Czech soda comes from a farm. Most, and then it, the rest of it comes from a lab. And, right. and it makes this wonderful product that used to come in all these, you know, mountain lightning and great. And it was like 79 cents. And and for the people who couldn't afford Pepsi or Coke, they got a check. But now checks <laughs> 279 a, a two liter. <laughs> and, and you need to know why. You need to know why. Thank Joe Biden. Next time you go out and vote. Oh, speaking of voting, um, have you been able to do any research on Carl Tipton, the guy? Yes, I have.
3: You? I like that guy a lot.
1: Man, I'm all in School for board.
3: Him. It's Seminole, school, uh, uh, Seminole County School Board, right?
1: Yeah, Seminole County School Board. Yeah. Uh, guys, you can find him, Carl Tinton, on Facebook. He has a website. I want
3: to get him on the show.
1: Please. I mean, he'll be on next Saturday between the ribs with me. This
3: is where the thing, these things start, is at the school board level. That's when the, a change in government begins.
1: Yes, listen, I'll put y'all two together, Shannon, for the schedule. Because you know what? He's still a deputy sheriff. He works. Uh, he's a school sheriff at, at Lake May High School. He right. also does uh, police athletic boxing. For kids in rough neighborhoods, teaching nice. how to defend himself, get them off the street. He does red suitcase ministry, helping people get homes and cars and food and stuff to get people off the street and get them into housing. Uh, I mean, the guy from start to finish is solid as a rock. He fears God. And his message, he, the only thing he, he got onto me, because I did, a, I did a, a, a Facebook video, and I was like, these daggum liberal left maniacs. He's like, Jonathan, I love you, and you're right, but I have a universal message. I don't have a Republican message. He's like, now, I am Republican, and I'm voting Republican, and I will always vote Republican, and I am a Christian conservative. He's like, but my message is for every mom, every dad, every student. I don't care what party you're in because I think we all want the same thing. And, man, he had his place at Shanty's uh, Pizzeria there in Sanford, and then we're doing in April – Uh, we're doing a steak fundraiser. We're going to do a big steak dinner. I'd like you to come out if you can, Shannon. We're doing a big steak dinner with steak, baked potatoes, green beans, and then he's got some other people doing the drinks, and it's going to be at a really nice venue in Seminole County, and you'll come out and listen to him talk. But his message was, and I never thought about this before. Tell me what you think. He said schools are supposed to be a representation of fathers. You're supposed to direct or guide, teach. You're supposed to discipline, and you're supposed to protect. When a mom or a dad sends their student to school, they expect education, protection, and guidance. Correct? Right. And we ain't getting yeah. that right now.
3: Amen. That's great.
1: And then I love it. He's got testicles. He looked at everybody in the room and goes, it's time for a man, a father, to be back on the school board. School board cannot be dominated by women. He said that.
3: I like that. And and, 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 and not by liberal women, either. They're, they're the worst. Yes.
1: You know? Oh, they are. They're terrible. Uh, and... He, he said, no disrespect, women, but this is a man's job because only a father can be a father. Women can act like a father, and there's a lot of single moms that play the role, and thank you for that. But it's time for men to take their spot back in society, on the school board, in our community. And, man, the place was a standing room. All, I mean, it was crazy, man. It was awesome. So, all right, guys, Monday morning, Bubba the Love punch, 6 a.m., One zero three one. Go ahead tonight and preset your dial. Get 105.5 out one zero three one FM coming in, Shannon Burke. Oh, I guess Don will come on next. So it's Bubba, Don, you. There's no more breaks, no more in between people, right? No,
3: no, no. it's just it's an all straight up local Florida man original uh, shows. Hey, except I love for it. after I'm done,
1: right? Jesse comes on at night, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. But
1: we are well, listen, is we're a local station with local people, in local Florida. And yes, we're in Georgia and we're all over the place on the app. So guys, tune in one zero three one here. Bubba the Love Sponge, Don Miller. Funniest man in the world, and he knows he does know everybody. It's insane how many yeah. people that man knows. And then the one, the only, the greatest in radio, Shannon Burke, and you're two, 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 two to six. six now. Yep,
3: two to six. Two to I six. I get home early now.
1: And uh, I hear Jonathan will be there at four now instead of five. That's right. My I'll goodness. I'll send you a text
3: to remind you. Thank you, sir. I can't <laughs> right, wait brother. to Tuesday see you, soon, brother. Thanks for All being right. on. You got
1: it. Florida Bay Radio, we're out of here. I'm the sun! Of-